So yesterday afternoon, I received a text from a friend asking if I was going to be at the Monday Thursday service because she had dibs on washing my feet. And the first thing that popped into my head was, oh no, I have to go home and get nail polish because I forgot to throw it in my bag this morning and my life is out of control and I haven't painted my toenails since that heavy glass bottle fell on my toe and there's a gross bruise on it and I need to paint my toenails before tonight. Vanity. After writing a reflection on Good Friday for almost three solid days and thinking about it for almost three solid weeks, vanity is what popped into my head when a friend asked to wash my feet. On the day that we, we do something to remind us of Christ's commandment to love one another as he loved us before he sings a hymn with his friends, walks to a garden to pray, sweats blood because of the cup that will not pass from him, and experiences betrayal from a friend, not to mention every other horrifying details that follows after that, this is what pops into my head that my big left toe looks gross? So there it is. There's some of the ugly truth about me. I am ridiculously vain. And I am a glutton for your approval. I want you to think that I'm awesome, that I'm a great influence on your kids, and that I saved your life when you go off to college. I'm one of the people who saved your life during high school. My identity is so bound up in what people think about me that sometimes I don't even know the difference. I want you to look at me, and I want you to be amazed. And I confess this to you this afternoon. Not because that's not what Good Friday is about, that's not what being a follower of Jesus is about. What are we doing here today? What am I doing here today? Why am I dressed in this weird robe? Why did you take off work? Why are you sitting on these pews for one or two or three hours? Why are you creating art all around this sanctuary? What, what is all this religion? What is it all for? Because either this Jesus and his life and his death and his resurrection is everything. Everything worth living for. Everything worth dying for. Or we are fools and greatly to be pitied. And I have much better things to do than reenact old dead rituals and plays of devotion that mean nothing to me. And so do you. And so did Pilate standing on the portico of a garrison in an occupied city, overseeing the trial of just another criminal. He had better things to do. And when he brings out a flogged Jesus to stand in front of the crowd, Jesus dressed up in purple robes and a crown of thorns, dressed up as a joke and looking like a fool, Pilate declares, here is the man, or in other translations, behold the man. And he could not have known. Pilate could not have known that those three words have become some of the hardest words for us to take seriously. I think particularly as Americans. 
because we really do not want to behold this man. We do not want to look at his bloody and broken body. We do not want to watch him fall under the weight of the beams. We do not want to watch him hoisted up with nails through his wrists and spikes through his feet, nailed and shamed, totally stripped of his clothes, naked on the cross. We do not want to behold this man. This man is a failure. I do not want to behold this man because when I look at this man, the man upon the cross, I have to look at every single aspect of him. I have to look at the fact that he is not the peaceful pal that just wants everyone to get along. He is the one who comes to bring division if our unity is bound up in anything other than full submission to the Father. I have to look at the fact that this man said hard things to seemingly very nice people who rather than saying, thanks for that drink of water, Samaritan woman, pointed instead to her sin and utterly messed up her life. I do not want to behold the man who says, if I am to follow him, I am supposed to take up my cross, because taking up my cross leads exactly to where I do not want to go. Why would I choose the way of suffering? Why choose to willingly lay down my life when it's, it's just easier not to? It's easier, it's easier to believe the lies, too. The lies that say, I deserve to be happy. The lies that say, I deserve a husband and children. The lies that say, I can unfriend whoever I disagree with or whoever I find annoying. The lies that say, I can drink away my nights and shop away my days at Macy's or ease the pain with Buzzfeed or gossip or chocolate or power or money or prestige or anything else that numbs me from the present reality of living in this broken, sinful, fallen world. The lies that say my pain, whatever it is, has no meaning, so just avoid it. The lies that say I'm pretty good, or I'm at least as good as you guys. The lies that say there is no eternal consequence about in whom I place my trust. The lies that say I have messed up too much anyway. So why would anyone want me, or any God for that matter? The lies that say I am alone and have to eke out a meaning on my own terms and for my own sake. The lies that condemn me in my head day after day after day. I do not want to behold this man because then I have to give up my comfortable lies and my comfortable life, and instead submit to Christ. To look fully at him is to acknowledge that he is Lord. And that means I submit myself to his lordship. I submit my iron will to his perfect one. I submit and repent my sin in the light of his perfection. I have to be trained up under the authority of his word, and I have to conform my actions to it. I take up my cross and I die to myself in a culture that tells me if I post selfie after selfie and status update after status update, you will like it and you will like me and your approval is what gives me worth. If I behold the man on the cross, that man on the cross messes up my life entirely.
And why would I behold a God like that? Why would we follow a God like that? That's not fun. What kind of God demands our submission and a dying to our own selves? Why is this the way? Why is remembering a dying, bleeding, God-made man the way we're spending our Friday afternoons? Do you know how nice it is out there? This is the way we're spending our lives? Because there is no other way. His cross is our way. His obedience is our way. His shame is our way. His nakedness, his piercings, his forsakenness, his ache, his groanings, his weakness, his blood, his death, his descent into hell for you and me, his love given with reckless extravagance is our way. This is the only way for my life and yours to have any hope and meaning. And I must behold the man, and you must behold the man, because all other way is folly and slavery and death. This is the only way for me to finally get over the shame and death that was placed on me in Eden. The shame and death that can only be covered by him, only be taken on by him, and only be completely, totally conquered by him. The only way to be made right with the holy God of all the universe, not by anything I can do, but what that same exact God did for me. Today we behold the man who has loved us with an unending and messy and exhausting and sacrificial and complete love. Today we behold the man who takes the stench of our sin upon himself and gives us the freedom to proclaim our restoration. Today we behold the man, the Son of God, in all his glory and majesty, broken and hung on the tree for my rebellion. And today we know that as he rose again to new life, so also may we rise, no longer slaves to death, but emboldened to proclaim his glory as he wipes away every tear from every eye. Behold the man who takes my shame and failure, the wounds inflicted on me by others and by time, my longings for things to be different, my wickedness and my death. He takes it onto himself and his willing obedience gives me the grace to live a cross-shaped life as well, which is not an easy life, but it is the better one. I can live my life in slavery to approval and cleverness, to your accolades and pats on the back, and my desire to be memorable and meaningful. I can be a slave to my own vanity and avoid situations that might make me look less than put together. I can worry that the greatest desires I have ever had will not be fulfilled, and they may not be. I can control every aspect of my life so that I can achieve my own happiness. Or, I can lay it all down at his cross and take up my own and follow him. Because as we sit in these pews, it is true that laying down our lives in submission to Jesus Christ is everything, everything worth living for and everything worth dying for. Today it is finished. 
and it's just the beginning.